Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Andrew Major Kurth, how in the world are you? How th- this is the WCHL podcast. Andrew, say hello. Yo yo yo, man! I'm telling you what. I'm I'm sorry that I didn't do the proper introductions or whatever. But you know, every time I hear that little intro with Big Ben Buckland, man, it just makes get, the hair tingle and get you going, doesn't it? I'm sitting there thinking, boy, man, this is we're not hockey guys, but this is big time right there. <laughs> Holy Me. smokes! That is good we're, stuff, isn't we're, it? We're going to just play that all over again. You know, I just sort of hit it, and we can just hear the... Just, just let it rip again, right? Yeah, but we're not going to. <laughs> all right, hey, this is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. On that other end of the line, that nice little giggle is my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth, the General Manager for Oklahoma Hockey, the lead OU Hockey pom-pom cheerleader, and the ice technician extraordinaire for the Blazers Ice Center. Andrew, your work, you, you probably don't have to worry about the ice too much these days. I uh, don't. I don't at all. Just open the doors and na- Mother Nature will take its course, huh? Y- you're not too far off on that. <laughs> Here, we're, we're doing this podcast in o- from Oklahoma City, and uh, we're in the second day of a two-and-a-half-day winter storm, and it is currently... Um, here, let me, let me look at my phone here. It is currently 16 degrees outside and I believe we have six and a half inches of snow on the ground on top of like another quarter inch of sleet. I've got, I'm looking out, I've got about a two and a half foot snow drift in front of my house. Oh my gosh. Across my front yard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How about that? Impressive. Yeah. Well, we'll, so, so your job is easy this weekend. You just let, uh. You just open the doors and everything in the, in the Blazers Ice Center has frozen. It's not too, you're not too far off there. We've got a lot of our big, expensive, money-hungry machines shut down right now. They uh, open the doors, let it, let nature, Mother Nature uh, do its thing and go from there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's this time of year. This is the feel of money in the air to me. Oh, really? This is the feel of money. The feel of money. I don't. I don't know that I've ever heard that. I like that though. That, it sure is. Wow. So the so you're seeing a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of green. Everyone else is looking outside and sees white and misery, and all you do is see green. That's all I see right there, baby. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk about some uh, games that we had last week, Andrew. And um, uh, you know what? Let let's. Arizona. Let's start with Arizona State playing at Arizona. These were non-conference games. Um, they played Thursday and Saturday down at the Tucson Convention Center, the TCC. What a beautiful place that place is. Yeah, it's it's a pretty nice facility, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we've got some nice facilities here in uh, in, in the WCHL. You know, um, the Boulder, the CU Boulder Rec Center is very nice. The the Tucson Convention Center. City National Arena at uh, out in Las Vegas, Jordan Valley Ice Park at Missouri State. You notice I left out you're the not, Blazers Ice Center. You're not mentioning either rink in Oklahoma. What's, what's, <laughs> you, what's wrong yeah, with you? Hey, you? You know what the Arctic Arctic Edge they've they've uh, they've turned that into they get a good little crowd up there and they turn that into a good home field advantage for them. 
They do have a good little crowd up there. Yeah. But uh, the the I think the the best place is the big arena there in Tucson, the uh, yeah. Tucson Convention Center. Arizona State goes down on Thursday and thumps uh, U of A four to two, and then uh, U of A holds on for dear life on a Saturday afternoon game to beat the Sun Devils three to two, and uh, in doing so they secured the Cactus Cup, the, cac- the Cactus Cup right there, baby. Yeah, which means that uh, they played eight times this year, and I guess so far they've played what six times and i think um i think the way it is is uh i don't know i you know i heck, that, i forget because it's the last two that count for the count for the wchl right the last two games yeah the two games in tempe have already counted for western collegiate hockey league purposes and the last two games uh in february are going to count uh for wchl purposes so the four games in the middle down in tucson don't count and but uh they all count they for the a, Cactus Cup. So, and if I'm not mistaken, don't they have some weird little guidelines on how you win the Cactus Cup? If I, I, I don't know. I I thought it was just straight wins. So I'm straight wins. I, I I'm I'm just trying to think if they. Uh, and I could be mistaken. I thought you explained it one year that there you had to win. Like if you wanted to steal the trophy, you had to do certain stuff throughout the season to to win the trophy back or something. I don't remember what it was. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's you can't. If you want to take it back, you have to win the series outright. If they just tie, then you retain the cup. You know, you the cup. Okay. And so maybe that's what it is because right now I think it's they've played six times. I think ASU has beaten them twice. U of A has beaten them four times. So the best that ASU could do is it would be a tie, and U of A holds yeah. on to it. Holds the cup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. So. Uh, any, uh, anything to report on either game? Did you watch either game? I know you didn't watch the Thursday game because you and I were doing a podcast during the Thursday we game. We did. The, uh, I think that game went final as you and I are finishing up the podcast. It, sh- it? went, you, you know what? We ought to record the podcast after the podcast. Cause that's where the fun <laughs> stuff really happens. <laughs> There's no doubt about that's that. Where, that's where we drop all the F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. we should, we should label that the explicit podcast because yeah. uh, we'd have to drop the E on that one, wouldn't we? <laughs> That's where the truth comes hanging out right there. Uh, Catch me. If you notice every now and then I'll go to stutter and I'll, I'll say something. I'll like, I'll try to backspin it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Cause there's a, there's an F bomb right on the tip of my tongue. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just getting ready to fly out. And I'm like, Oh, Oh God, I can't say that on this. I can't. We had to, we had to do like a behind the scenes thing, and uh, yeah, totally. Just just keep recording after after we after we uh, hit hit the ting tings, and uh, we, we might we might gain some uh, listeners, and we might lose a lot. Yeah, of listeners I think too. I think we lose a lot. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was a four to one while we were doing the podcast on Thursday night. Arizona got a late goal. Uh, I, I say a late goal, a third period goal, uh, to make it four to two. But ASU goes into Tucson, and ASU's on a roll. They've uh, with the yes, coaching they change, they've won. What they beat Grand Canyon twice, and yep. Then they beat Arizona down in Arizona. Yep. They so doing okay. Yep. Just about the time you think they're uh, done for. Watch out here, right? And then, uh, and then, yeah. Here we go with uh, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, an afternoon game. So, you know, I know those Saturday afternoon games just absolutely suck because they don't pull in a great crowd. But this was Arizona State at Arizona. You know, heated rivals. They did have a decent crowd on uh, Saturday afternoon. I can only imagine what it would have been like had it been Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, this was a good little game. Three to two, Arizona wins. They score with uh, I don't know seven minutes to go on the power play. 
Yeah, I was going to say it was late. Yeah, but it was a 2-2 game. Arizona took the lead in the first. ASU tied it in the second, and uh, it was 2-2 two two late. And I will tell you, I already had the uh, little shootout grid uh, <laughs> Did you? typed up because I was like, this thing's going to overtime. We're going to a shootout. Well, looking ahead, were you? I was looking ahead, and U of A held on, and uh, yeah, kind of wild. So they, they split that series. That was a non-conference series. And uh, I'm happy to say that uh, both teams relative behaved themselves relatively well. There were no uh, DQs. There were no um, no coaches ejected. No yeah. no f- no no Donny Brooks or fisticuffs or line yeah, brawls. No, no majors, anything. So. They just went out and played hockey, which is how yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah, and that's a and that's a fun little series they have out there too. It can so. be. The, the hate is real, though, Andrew. I'm telling yeah, you there's what. No, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. The hate is real. Now, we we were talking, you know, there might not have been any Brooks on the ice, but out in the parking lot, who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, and I think we kind of got that, you know, behind-the-scenes hatred uh, when we talked to Coach Powers last year, who's not even in the ACH anymore, right? <laughs> I mean... I mean, he just, he just kind of laid it out on the line and said, hey, here it is. This is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine if those two schools went NCAA D1? Oh. Well, it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. They'd, be, they'd kill each other. They would be. They would be. That would be, uh, that would be wild. I don't know that I'd want to see that because I don't know that we, uh, we need that in college hockey, but. Oh, that'd be, that'd be great. It'd be intense. <laughs> that's for sure. It would be intense. Nope. Yes, it would be. Hey, speaking of intense. The UNLV Skating Rebels took their talents to Lynchburg, Virginia over the weekend. Oh, the Fighting Fallwells. To go play the Fighting Fallwells, the, the Liberty <laughs> Flames. Kirk Handy has himself a heck of a team. They're ranked number three in the nation. And uh, this was a rematch from the earlier in the year. UNLV and Liberty played in the championship game of the Chicago Classic sometime in like October, November. Mm-hmm. And it was a 2-1 to one UNLV win there in Chicago. So Liberty had some revenge on their minds, and boy, did they get it on Friday night. Yes, they did. They uh, they came out kicking on all cylinders, and they didn't really look back, did they? It got a little tight there. It was a 7-4. to four. The, the game ended 7-4. to four. Um, But I'm telling you what, when I turned the game on, Liberty was just rolling. Yeah. And it was like 5-1, to 4-1, to one, something like that. And and you're like, Mo, this is just going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. And to UNLV's credit, man, they charged back. They got it within five to four. And uh, you know, and then UNLV, I mean, then uh, uh, Liberty scored a couple of uh, goals in the third period. But uh, yeah, it was it was um, it, it, there was there was a little squeaky butt action going on yeah, up there at yeah. Liberty. The uh, Coach Handy is a good dude, and uh, they, they've got a pretty good little program out there running, don't they? They've got a good setup. I'm telling you what, that place was packed both nights. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Yeah, but in, in the second game was on Saturday at midnight, Andrew, and we'll talk about uh, midnight games a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, holy smokes. I mean, the second game was was uh, was an intense affair. 3-1, to one, UNLV wins that game, and, um, you know, the I think what we can, what's fair to say is neither one of these teams likes one another. Meh. <laughs> Meh. 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 All right. All right. Well, there's, there's keen analysis there from Andrew Majorkirth. Meh. <laughs> I'm telling you on Friday night, um, uh, a young man uh, here, what's the name? Uh, Batusov 
gets uh, kicked out of the game, got a spearing major in a game. And then on Friday, on Saturday, the, during the midnight game, I don't know what, they, they started it at 11.59. I don't you know don't what know the difference you, is with 11.59 or 12 o'clock Sunday. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you can call a game midnight madness and not expect all hell to break out. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know what? And it was, the scene was set. UNLV comes in wearing their dark roads, all black. Um, Liberty's wearing their uh, home alternate uniforms, the white with everything else black. You know, Liberty is usually red, white, and blue. Yeah. Right. And they, they exploit the heck out of those colors to try to, you know, be, you know, patriotic and all that kind of baloney. Um, but they're, they're, you know, everything was black. Their logo was black. Their, their shirt was white, but, you know, the Liberty flame, the eagle on it, it was all black. And yeah, they're playing at midnight. And they got a, you know, in any other college, you would sit there and say those kids are all boozed up and ready to go. Um, but Liberty, I what, think they're just uh, what high makes you on life. Think anything, what makes you think anything different about this one? <laughs> well, it's it's Liberty, <laughs> right? Uh, we call them the Fighting Falwells. So I mean. <laughs> well, that's the hockey team. That's hockey team. Boy, do they turn it on for the Fighting Falwells? They got uh, they don't like getting beat. And, uh, yeah, well, after UNLV scored the uh, third goal of the game, an empty netter to make it 3-1, uh, to one, all, all hell broke loose with, like, uh, about <laughs> yes, six seconds did. to go. Yes, it did. We had a, a full-on Donnybrook. Uh, now, now, to be – not to be fair, um, but let's, let's just say – Zach Wixon was their a previous WCHL podcast guest, by the way. Zach Wixon has been the number one guy for UNLV all this season. And he had not played in the three previous games. He didn't play in the two games on a Tucson. He didn't play in game one at Liberty. I think it's fair to say he's fighting something. I don't want to say what it is other than it's a lo- let's say it's a lower body issue. It's not my place to say exactly what it is. Um, but he played on Saturday. And I think that was, I, I, you know, I'm not saying they, that UNLV doesn't play well in front of Benedetto, who was their, uh, was the backup goaltender who played on both games in Tucson last weekend and uh, or two weekends ago in the first game in Liberty. But, uh, you know, they play a heck of a lot better. I think they have a lot more confidence when they play in front of Wixon. And um, so they're winning the game and on the road at, you know, a midnight game. And all everyone's mouths started running. Wixon was giving it to the Liberty guys. Some of the uh, some of the Johnson brothers apparently were giving it to the uh, to the Liberty guys, and Liberty didn't like it. So boy, we ended up with uh, uh, just it wasn't a five on five line brawl, but it was there were two heavy duty fights, and yes, there was. Wixon was uh, egging. He was egging somebody on, and he was trying to invite the guy from Liberty to come over and uh, visit with him. <laughs> and everyone else was kind of, it wasn't a little hug and a dance or anything, but they were making sure the other guys, the other three pairs were paired off, and they yeah. weren't going anywhere. It could have it could have devolved into just utter chaos. Instead, we only had two full-on fights. And, uh, yeah, we had, uh, geez, what, three DQs on UNLV and two DQs on Liberty. Yep, and um, a bunch of face mask grabbing and fighting, and no bueno. Yeah, you shouldn't go up there and act like that in the uh, Fallwell's house. I mean, holy moly! 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. You know, li- liberty, liberty does. Liberty takes a lot of liberties at home. Oh, right? there's no doubt. They there's take. No doubt they, yeah. They told us the first fight was free, and yeah. after that, they're going to start tossing people. That, that's exactly right. And so, uh, I mean, but back in the day, I don't think they uh, when when we rolled into town, right? When they said first fight was free, I don't think they really knew what they were. Uh, inviting themselves to right <laughs> not the first time <laughs> but <laughs> but when they invited us back they they, they knew exactly what they were going to get um and, and we knew too um but uh yeah just ugly uh an ugly end to a pretty good little series between two teams two highly ranked teams that don't like one another so uh they, they they may not be finished yet either they may not be finished we'll see we'll see um you know liberty uh UNLV wins the series two to one, um, but uh, who knows? Yeah, they might have another chapter to write at nationals. We'll see. They might. That'd be a, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Well, it, it would be. It would be. I have a feeling. Uh, you know, both teams kind of have a reputation for uh, uh, you know underperforming at nationals. So we'll Co- see. Yep, collapsing. Yep. All right, Andrew. Hey, the next series I have to apologize for about this series because it's a series I totally forgot about when we did the podcast last weekend. Oh, I think that's two weeks in a row now we've forgotten about somebody. Well, no, no, no. Well, we caught up on that, on that other one. That other one was Colorado State at Illinois. <laughs> yep. We, we, yeah. we, we, we did a quick we did a quick hitter, and we inserted it in, and nobody, yeah. nobody knew. That's all right. That's but, all right. But this yeah. one, this one, everybody knew because we totally left it out of the podcast yeah, last no, week. that's all right. I, I totally looked over it too, right? Kinesius from, um, where is Kinesius? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. You know what? Here, I'm going to look it up really quick. After I have not. Kinesius. I think they they play in that uh, terrible uh, <laughs> New York league, right? Here. Kinesius. Kinesius. Buffalo, New York. There we go. Uh, a private Jesuit college out of Buffalo. There you mm-hmm. go. Founded in 1870 by the Jesuits from Germany and named after St. Peter Kinesius. Well... Anyways, sounds like a sounds like a happening place. <laughs> and they're in Buffalo. Hey, they were none too happy to get the heck out of Buffalo and come down uh, to play Grand Canyon in Phoenix. Don't you know all those Jesuits dropped to their knees and said, "Thank you, Lord, for global warming." <laughs> there is no doubt. Get us out of Buffalo. And uh, but we we forgot about it. Kinesius played Grand Canyon, and hey, Grand Canyon took care of business and just waxed the floor with those guys, nine to two and six to two. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, good for those guys, you know. They've they've been so close the uh, past few weeks here, right? And then uh, yep. Kinesius walks in and bam, there we go. Yeah, I thought it was uh it was uh good good for good for Grand Canyon if they were able to take care of business. And um, you know, Gabe Lepper, uh who's Kasabowski's backup, got both starts, got both W's. And, uh, yeah, the, the one thing that I didn't like out of the whole deal, and I don't know if it's, I guess we'll see if it comes out of the deal, even though Grand Canyon was just dominating them on the scoreboard, they took like two or three times as many penalties as Kinesius did. Yep. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's just because Kinesius was so bad or, or Grand Canyon was, uh, you know, unfocused, you know, getting bad habits because it's, you know, point night. Yeah, it was it was pretty much like that both nights. I mean, eighteen minutes on nine infractions compared to ten on five for yeah. Kinesius, and then ten minutes for uh, Grand Canyon on Saturday, and then just two minutes for uh, Kinesius. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll you know, 
I guess that's, uh, you know, not, not trying to be judgmental, just trying to say, you know, it's uh, they won on the scoreboard and that and, and should have been a little bit cleaner, but um, I'm sure Coach Roy will take care of that because in tight games, you can't afford to give, give power plays away. How about this? It's I just looked it up. It's twenty degrees in Buffalo right as we speak. Ooh, with snow, <laughs> and it's fifty degrees and clear skies in Phoenix right now. And, and in Phoenix, don't you know they're all walking around with like their North Face jackets on, just complaining about the the winter chill. Yep. It's fifty degrees outside. <laughs> How about that? Jeez. All right. So uh, Coach Roy and the Antelopes they take care of the Golden Griffins. Have you what Andrew? What's a Golden Griffin? Besi- uh, besides a loser. Uh, besides, well, besides a, a two game a two game weekend a two game uh, loser last weekend, if you'd have told me asked me like, hey, what's a Golden Griffin? I said, ah, you must be watching Harry Potter again. <laughs> that's what I would have, that's a, what I would have said. A Golden Holy. Griffin sounds like something you get at IHOP. You know, hey, give me the Golden Griffin special, would you? And it's like you know three pancakes and uh, some maple syrup or something. So. Oh, well. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Well, those are non-conference games. We also had a non-conference affair in the Wasatch Valley. Colorado goes to Utah. Uh, these are non-conference games, even though they're conference opponents. And uh, Utah comes away with two overtime wins against the Buffs. Well, yeah. I tell you, Colorado, they got it figured out there after the what the first month or so of the season. Yeah, but they're coming yeah. up on the short end of things. You well, know. they do, they do, but they're playing tough, right? They're, that, that's they're just not, it. I think it's, not, it's not a laydown, right? No, it's not a laydown. In, in you're right, it's not a laydown. But they've there's still a hump they need to get over. Yeah, they're you know they're, they're kind of you know they're kind of like how we would describe a couple teams. You know, they're just they're a, a piece or two away from putting them over putting them over the edge where. They're on the they're on the flip side of that close games, right? Yep, yep. Utah, yeah, they're yeah they're on the they're on the wrong side of very close games and consistently yeah, it seems one or two pieces and that and that autom- that flips it to the other side, right? Where it puts you on the winning side of those close things. Yeah, I mean they got Missouri State earlier at the beginning of this semester, but uh, since then it's like uh, they're close but not close enough. Yep, I just so. keep. Just keep plugging away and keep working, right? Well, that's just it, right? Because you eventually, you know, all that hard work's going to pay off. But in the meantime, yep. they took a three to two overtime loss on Friday night and a five to four overtime loss on Saturday. Both of those games will go into the computer as ties, um, and because they're not conference games, there's no points to be awarded. Um, but uh, yeah, just good two two um, uh, I, I guess competitive teams. You know, Colorado was ranked 13th, and I think at the time Utah was 18, so they're around that same place. Yeah, but 30, it just goes 30, to show. And yep. But it just goes to show, I think, Andrew, that there's not a whole lot of difference between 18 there's to 20 not. or 18 there, to 30. There's not really, even if you look like 30 to, you know, when you get into the teens there, there's. Yeah. It's like we just, you know, it's just a piece or two, right? And, you know, like Utah, they used to be on the on the backside of those close games, right? Used to be. Yeah. They've. They've they've figured out and they've plugged a couple holes and now you know it's flip flop for them. So the yeah. uh, the thing that stood out to me, or not the thing that stood out to me, but one of the things I get the pleasure of watching both of those games. There was a young man who ended up with a bunch of goals from Utah. The Landa Cusick is his name. I, I don't know his don't know how to say his first name. If it's Shea or Che or yep. if it's short for something else, but uh, number yep. eleven. He had, 
He had, what, four goals? Yeah, two goals each night. And then uh, they have Jamie Langenbrunner's son playing for them. And he got the uh, he got the goal on the uh, to start the game on Saturday, and he got the uh, primary assist on the game-winning goal in overtime on Friday night. Yep. So it's kind of fun to see, or not fun, but I had to do a double-take, one of those, whoa, you know, when you look at somebody. Um, they're jumping in the celebration, and I saw Langenbrunner on the back of the name, and I thought, man, did yeah. I just go back into Time Warp, or you know, is this <laughs> know, 20 right? years ago with the Devils, <laughs> they, or yeah. what? Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, what? how do you end up out there, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure they're, it's probably NIL money, don't you think? Well, I would think so. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I've been handling a lot of NIL contracts for for my guys this season. So, <laughs> well, we don't want to have you give up all your state secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So there was, uh, we had four series. They were all non-conference series, and that gets us to the two other series, and they were conference series. Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners, hosted the Rams from Colorado State, and uh, Andrew, your team won both games, five four and five to two. Yeah, the the boys I thought played very well this weekend. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, close close game on Friday night. And they uh, you know tied what three three tied going into the third period. So yeah, good little good little back and forth close hockey games. Nothing didn't get dirty. You know, it was just good back and forth um, play. So yeah, I was I was impressed. CSU took an early lead in the third period. OU rebounded and uh, tied it up, and then got the game-winning goal on a power play. Uh, yes, I thought it was a power yeah. play from uh, from uh, your Weingartner guy. Nope, well, they did not. Colorado State played the perfect game. They did not get one penalty. Oh, that's right. That's on Friday right. night. There were only three penalties in the whole game, and it was on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, that referee must have wanted to get the heck out of there. I think he did. He wanted, I think he did. He wanted to go home. Yeah, there was. I'm not a hockey guy, as we know, <laughs> but I am pretty sure I saw probably three penalties on Colorado State, also. But <laughs> hey, I'm not a hockey guy, and I didn't I didn't have the bands on Friday night, so nobody asked me, right? Well, whoever it was on Friday night, he made, they the the referee the next night made up for it because there were three penalties on each team. Yep, and uh, you still got out of there with a five to two win. So yeah, uh, yeah. I had the pleasure of actually being at that game and uh, meeting Coach Lambert, and it, it was uh, it was kind of fun to see uh, yeah. a little live action for a little while. Yeah, and you know five two, it was it was way closer than that because it was what two to one, two to one when I when I ended up having late. to uh, remove myself. I mean, it was two to one, and I mean it was late into the third before OU scored the three goals. Yeah, and then it was like four to one, and then four two, and then so I mean, it was back and forth. So I mean it was closer. A lot and closer. That score would would predict, right? No, so, no doubt, no doubt. But both teams kept playing, and you know, I thought they were, I thought they were both very well played hockey games. CSU, well, CSU is kind of in the same boat with Colorado. They're there, they play you hard. They're trying to get over the hump. I'd say Colorado is a little bit more ahead of them in yeah. terms of uh, uh, you know day in day yeah. out playing against folks. Yeah, Colorado's got just a t- just a smidge of more talent, mm-hmm. right? But but CSU plays hard, and they played well. I, I tell you, you know, I think there's four teams. I think us, the two Colorados, and uh, Grand Canyon. You know, there's those four teams, I think, are knocking on the door. And depending on how the offseason goes, I mean, they could turn some heads next year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, because I think those four teams are pretty close, right? I mean, they play tough, and they play close games. And the the nice thing is they're right now they're the four teams at the uh, tail of the uh, conference standings, which is speaks to the quality and the uh, 
the I just speaks to the quality of the of the talent in the competition in the conference. Well, there's no doubt, right? I mean, Colorado, just like I said, you know, a couple weeks ago went in and and beat Missouri State. You know, yep. Bottom bottom of the bottom of the standings beats the top of the standings. So I mean, and that could happen. That could happen any night, right? Like, sure yeah. can. Yeah, that could happen any night. The uh, so. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So Oklahoma um, comes through on Andrew's predictions. I think you predicted a sweep. Oh, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then the last series was the big series up in Edmond. It was number one versus number two. Well, actually, I take it back. It was, yeah, it was number one versus number two in the conference. It was Central yeah. Oklahoma hosting Missouri State. Central Oklahoma at the time had a uh, two-point lead over Missouri State in terms of the standings. And a uh, like a six point lead, I think, over UNLV. If Missouri State had won one or both of those games, it would have uh, we'd it'd still be a tight race. And uh, if UCO was able to take uh, uh, both games, then they would set themselves apart and put themselves in the prime position to win the uh, WCHL Champions Cup awarded to the regular season champion at the end of the season. And, uh, yeah, Friday night, it was an absolute blowout. It was just... Yes, it was. It was... UCO was primed and ready to go. Uh, they came out 4-1 to one at the end of two periods to play, and UCO was flying. Uh, final score was 5-2. to two. UCO just shocks. I think everybody was a little bit... Um, uh, not not sh- I don't, shocked isn't the word, but you, you, you were expecting a tighter score. Yeah, I I, I kind of did. I kind of scratched my eyes and to make sure I read that right when I saw the score come across the feed. Right? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, whoa, whoa, Missouri, Missouri State had beaten uh, UCO both times up in up in uh, the Jordan Valley Ice Park in Springfield earlier in the season, and so you kind of expected a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying we're surprised that UCO won. I'm not saying that at all. Just surprised that UCO won by the in the, the, the margin they did, right? Yeah, with the it, it's. I mean, they jumped right out of the gate, and it was just tail kicking from the jump. Yeah, because that five two wasn't even wasn't even as close as what that score sounds, right? No, no, it was. Yeah, it could have it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. The 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 goals. I mean the uh, the shots were almost two to one. It was like thirty to fifteen or thirty to sixteen, something like that. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, ugly for Missouri State, good for UCO. So they they gain a leg up, and then on Saturday, Saturday I think was the game, the style of game that we thought we were going to see from in both of them because it was a three to two UCO win, but it was a back and forth affair. Yeah, um, and I thought really, yeah. I thought you know I'm with you. I thought that was the way it was going to be uh, on both games, right? Yeah, one yeah. one goal, four three, three two, something like that, right? Yep. Yep, it was one to one after one, two to two after two, and UCO got the lone goal in the third period, and they got them got it fairly late in the second half of the third yeah, period. Almost the thirteen minute mark, yeah, late, yeah, yeah, like in the third. So, so uh, UCO sweeps Missouri State and um, sets them puts themselves in the prime position here for Ooh, boy the Western Collegiate Hockey League Championship, or at least the regular season championship. It's I don't know why I say that. It's the only championship we have. It's not like we have a playoff championship. The thing, uh, something that jumped out to me, um, Andrew, was uh, I noted that, you know, UCO, they grabbed a goaltender or they had a goaltender come in at the uh, break, Doug Wakeland. And in the games that they've played between the start of the, you know, since games resumed in January up to now, uh, Coach Rivera has been alternating Wakeland 
you know, in and out, in and out. He's he played Wakeland against Oklahoma. He played Wakeland in uh, some games against, uh, uh, I think it was the Alabama game. Yep. Um, but for this weekend, he went with his number one both nights, Ben Kelch. So uh, I think it's clear that number 57 is the number one goaltender there for, uh, for UCO on, on, until further notice. Yeah, not not a bad situation to have one A and one B, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've been blessed. I would, you know, no knock on uh, the backup goaltender who was there for the uh, for the fall semester, but um, who's since left. But uh, it seems like UCO is really upgraded in terms of having they've gone from a one and a clear two to a one and a one A. Yep, good problem to have. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, and then. Uh, I thought, let me look really quick because I'm pretty darn sure that our boy, number 19, got himself on the score sheet. I thought he had himself on the score sheet. No, I don't think he did. Really? No, oh, he got an assist. That's what it was. Yeah. He just got a lone assist. The, uh, but the bigger, the guy who scored the, uh, the goals uh, both nights, or I shouldn't say both nights, but the big goals both nights, uh, Bombardier, number 24. What a name is that? I mean, that's a great that's a name, good, huh? That's a good name. I mean, that's that, a good name right there. Yeah, especially if you're. Uh, I mean, that that just sounds like doom and gloom coming. Hey, here comes Bombardier. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. gonna get your tail kicked. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, here he comes. So watch out. A good hockey name there. So, uh, anyways, he had a couple of goals on the weekend. So good, good for them. UCO has uh, with that series win. Um, they have set themselves out they are in the lead now in the wchl standings with two games left to play they have 48 points missouri state has two games left to play they have 40 so missouri state is no longer in contention for the wchl um, um, regular season championship nevada las vegas is in third place they have 36 points but they have four games left so the best that unlv can do is they can tie uco um but I think UC, I think it's fair to say UCO has a tiebreaker since UCO and UNLV played earlier this season and UCO won both of those games. Yep. So uh, so okay so UCO is in first place and they're one point away from clinching the cup outright. Uh, Missouri State is in second place with forty points. Nevada Las Vegas is in third place. Arizona is in fourth place with thirty one points. And then we have quite a drop off. We go from thirty one to nineteen points. Arizona State in fifth place. Utah has 18 points and six. Colorado and Grand Canyon are tied at seventh with uh, 15 points. Oklahoma has moved out of the cellar. Congratulations. Oh boy. Moving on up. Got your first two wins of the conference season. Moving uh, on up. Got uh, you're now 11 points in ninth place, and Colorado State is in seventh place or in tenth place with seven points. So, uh, yeah, it looks like we're the, – the regular season championship picture has uh, – gotten some focus gotten some clarity it's it's pretty clear isn't it you know i mean what's one weekend they uco has two more games left both of them against oklahoma and if they get one point out of those possible six um they will clinch the uh wchl conference champion excuse me conference championship for the 21 22 season so uh yeah it's it's there they're on the cusp of it there you go so all right. Anything, uh, anything else that we, you need to add, Andrew, before we uh, hit a horn and get out of here? Yes, I am having to strip down. Holy smokes, my wife has got her hands on the heater around this place. 
<laughs> I am I am sweating bullets sitting here talking to you right now. Andrew, that's huh. not that 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 does not paint the mental picture I want to see oh. right now. I am definitely oh, going to have to Lord. hit hit a horn. Oh, let's try to <laughs> let's try to erase that from our memories. Hold on. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. Coach, I'm I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. It's got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah? Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Andrew, we definitely need to be a goldfish and remove that from our memory. <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah. 10 second memory and you're stripping down. We don't need to hear. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to forget that uh, as as much as I possibly can. I'm just I'm just going to throw this side note. If you if you ask me a question here in the last half of this podcast and I don't respond, don't worry. I've just succumbed to the heat. I'll be okay. <laughs> Is she growing orchids there at the house or what? Oh, I got a beat of I got a fine beat of sweat rolling off my forehead right now. <laughs> Holy moly! You know when we started doing this podcast together, she would remove you to the garage or to the uh, pantry or some 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 form of freezing exile. And now it's the other way around. She has put you in the uh, in the in the Andrew Majorkirth sauna. Whew. What what have you done to make this young woman mad at you? Oh my lord! I wish I hadn't had that cup of hot chocolate. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm sweating bullets over you here. You sure oh. you just didn't have a little nip of Fireball or something while, uh, while we were talking? Should have. I should have. Oh, oh, you know, I I I got one of those the other day. I went to the uh, went to the package store to get me some brew and. Had a little, uh, had a little thing right there on the counter, and said, "You know what? Let's throw that in there." So, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with a little cinnamon whiskey. Oh Lord, I need something around here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, hold it together. Try to stay no, awake. I'm trying. The rankings came out yesterday. They came out late. Boy, I had some uh, people bugging me about it. The rankings yeah. are usually right on time. They come out 12 noon Eastern, 11 o'clock uh, our Central Time, 10 o'clock uh, Mountain Time, but. Um, you know, the America is, or I'd say what, a third of America is enduring a winter storm right now? Yeah, I was going to say, there's a bunch of us getting pounded with this thing, right? Yes, and the uh, computer ranking is one of them. It froze, and so it froze in, in mid-calculation, so we had to wait for it to thaw out. We brought it over to Andrew's house and let it thaw out there at Andrew's uh, orchid-growing arbor- arboretum. Sheesh. And uh, finally, the rankings came out yesterday around 6 o'clock. And Andrew, for the first time ever, we have seven Western Collegiate Hockey League teams in the top 25. You know what? As you say that, I was going down, checking off all the WCHL, and I was like, whoa, seven. We added one here. Isn't that impressive? Seven out of 25. Now, my math isn't the best, but that's close to one-third. That's not bad at all, right? Number four is Nevada, Las Vegas. Number six is Central Oklahoma. Number nine is Missouri State. Arizona is number 16, Utah number 19, and then we have Arizona State at 24, and Grand Canyon enters the top 25 for the first time ever as a D1 team. Good for those guys. They're number 25. Good for those guys. Yeah, yeah. So the top four stayed the same, Uh, Lindenwood, Minot, Liberty, and Nevada, Las Vegas, and I think unless uh, something, unless just something magical mysterious happens i think that's probably going to be your top four heading into nationals yeah it'd probably be pretty close right yeah so uh, that stays the same and then uh, central oklahoma moved, moved up a spot missouri state stayed at nine arizona stayed at 16 utah dropped a spot they just flipped with niagara 
Um, so Utah dropped from 18 to 19. Arizona State stayed at 24, and Grand Canyon made the, the big, big jump. Yeah, from 28 all the way to 25. Yeah, good for good for those guys. Yep. They've been a hardworking bunch this year. They deserve it. Colorado is number 31 in the computer. Oklahoma number 36, and Colorado State number 39. So uh, 10 teams uh, in the top 40. So that's basically one uh, one quarter of uh, the we the Western Collegiate League takes up one quarter of the best 40 teams. So um, I don't you know I'm not trying to break my arm off to to congratulate myself because um, I have nothing to do with this. I'm just fortunate to be the uh, the commissioner for these knuckleheads. But uh, I'd say it's pretty damn good indication that this conference is uh, pretty salty. Good little it's conference. On, it's on pretty solid ground, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Hey, let's take a quick look at nationals. Um, the Nationals, if Nationals were held today, here would be the matchups. Um, Arizona, number 16, would play Michigan-Dearborn. That's a good matchup. That's a good little matchup. Winner of that game gets to play number one, Lindenwood. Oh, I know I know that, I know that Arizona, Arizona's been wanting to play Lindenwood for a couple of years now. I don't know if they want to play them this year. Uh, I, I know in years past they've been looking forward to that, but uh, well, that's that's quite the consolation prize, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Oof, oof. All right, uh, Ohio, Andrew's favorite team, Ohio, Ugh. number 15, would play nine. <laughs> I like that. We had to record, ugh. Every time we say the word Ohio, you just go, ugh. <laughs> number 15, Andrew would play uh, number 15, Andrew. <laughs> Look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm conflating you and Ohio now. That's great. Number 15, Ohio, would play number 18, Niagara. Come on, Niagara. And the winner of that gets uh, the Beavers from Minot State. Mm, nice consolation prize again. I'm telling you what, you know, you, you got to like a nice beaver, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Indiana Tech is number 14, and they would play number 19, Utah. I think that's right for the picking for Utah right there. It really is. And then uh, the winner of that game would get number three, Liberty. And you get Liberty, huh? You know, I, they're good, but... Mm-hmm. You show up and play, you never know what's going to happen. And then uh, number 13, Pittsburgh, would play number 20, William Patterson. Mm-hmm. And, and, and William Patterson, trust me, is not number 20. They're actually ranked number 34 in the computer, but they were, they're the best team out of that terrible Philadelphia conference, and so they would be slotted. They would be seated 20th in the 20-team tournament. So that's oh. 13 Pitt versus 20 William Patterson, and the winner of that game gets UNLV. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty easy little uh, cakewalk right there, isn't it? Yeah, I would think so. UNLV's just chomping at the bit to get that one. They're like, please, yeah, no, no doubt about that. I mean, that's sure. that's soft serve ice cream. Yeah. The, then uh, then the other four games are going to be really great matchups. Iowa State versus Jamestown. That's five versus twelve. That's a good little. That's a that's a hard hitting game right there. Number six, Central Oklahoma against number eleven, Maryville. Oh, come on, number six. Telling you what, battle of the conferences right there, the A conference versus the B conference. Oh, come on, number six. Number seven, Stony Brook would take on number 10, Illinois. I hope Stony Brook beats the crap out of them. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the uh, the battle between, you know, the, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it totally does. I mean, come on. I don't know if there's a whole lot of people out there that like Stony Brook, uh, but I think there's probably even less that like Illinois. Well, I was gonna say it's probably yeah, probably the same number or less that likes Illinois, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that that I think everyone will be grateful if that game just ended in like a zero zero twenty overtime game. Nobody, <laughs> no one wins, but they're still playing. Just go home, go home, and then hey, we have a rematch from the probably one of the best games down in Frisco that we had in uh, in nationals from a couple of years ago. Number eight, Adrian, would take on number nine, Missouri State. 
Yeah, that's that's an intriguing little matchup right there. Yeah, look at that. So the 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 games involving WCHL teams will be Arizona, Michigan, Dearborn, Indiana Tech, Utah, UNLV against the winner of Pitt and William Patterson, uh, Central Oklahoma, Maryville, and Adrian, Missouri State. Hmm. It's two weeks in a row that this has been a pretty good salty little uh, nationals matchup. Huh? Yeah, you know what that means. It means we're 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 due to really screw it up in about two weeks, and yeah, it's, it's going to really be nothing but conference games. Yeah, it's going to suck royally. Yeah. So, well, hey, that's not going to hold. Um, well, let's hope it holds. I think Andrew, what we're going to find out for nationals is this: unless something miraculous happens, we're not. You got to have to be. You're going to have to be top nineteen. To make yeah. the team, uh, to make the tournament, I think only one conference is auto bid is going to eat away at it, and that's that auto bid from the terrible Philadelphia League that we talked about. The other terrible conferences that are out there, all their auto bids are going to be in the top nineteen or better, right? Niagara is eighteen, I think we said they were. Yep, yep. They're yep. from that. Yeah. They're from that uh, New York conference. Pitt is <laughs> actually number thirteen, and they're from the uh, Pittsburgh conference. And then uh, Maryville is uh, number 11. They're the, out of the B Conference. Those were the four that we could possibly, at the beginning of the season, we could possibly see those auto bids being used up. But with those three teams being uh, in the top 20, yep. the auto bids won't oh. eat anything. They'll already be there. So got to be 19 or better. And I think it's fair to say, if you've looked at the rankings over the past couple of weeks, while the while the numbers might have the positions might have changed the teams have relatively stayed the same yeah they have really i mean there hasn't been much mix can't even talk mix up there has there no no so i think uh you know i I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of intrigue in terms of will they won't they except for maybe at the very end i think maybe the 18 19 and 20 teams which are Aquinas 20 right now, Utah uh, 19, and Niagara 18. I think, um, you know, I, I, from from a conference perspective, you got to hope that Utah wins out and uh, wins out in uh, convincing fashion in order to secure their spot um, because they have three weekends left of play and they're all against teams ranked lower than uh, behind them. And uh, you don't want to, you know, stumble and give Aquinas a chance to jump you and have Utah be the team that gets bumped. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I am am totally looking forward to it. Well, it's it's coming up. It's going to be here sooner than we think. Um, Yes, it it is. All right, we got games coming up this weekend. Not a full slate of games, surprisingly, Um, because, what, we have Arizona has the weekend off. Yep. UNLV has the weekend off. Colorado has the weekend off. Colorado State has the weekend off. So, and now UCO has the weekend off because yeah, yes. their games at McKendree have been canceled. They uh, all do because of this big snowstorm, right? Yeah, that, and we've got some other, we've got some Omicron issues still going on up at McKendree. Uh-oh. So, yeah. Uh-oh. That's no good. It was no good. So, uh, no good. five of the uh, 10 teams are off this weekend. Uh, congratulations. Go to study hall boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's where they're headed, but we have three series that we are playing and Andrew, we need some predictions from you. Okay. All right, let's do it. Uh, Maryville is going down from the B conference. Maryville is going down to Springfield to take on Missouri state in, in, oh. we, we, we gotta, we gotta acknowledge, um, well, at least with this series, when we're recording this podcast the games are still on things might change because the weather is still funky up in springfield and in st louis 
They're getting it worse than we are. So, uh, no, I've been in contact with those guys, and all indications are that the games are still on. So, good. Maryville at Missouri State. What do you think is going to happen there, big man? Oh, all Missouri State. There you go. There you go. This is the WCHL podcast, as. That's right. All Missouri State. Now, here's the other one that caused me a little bit of uh, clenching, uh, but they're here. Arizona State flew into Oklahoma, Oklahoma City today, in the middle of this winter storm. So props to Southwest and props to Arizona State for having some steel nerves. Yes. Arizona, was, was, Arizona State is in town. Yeah, they're, you should be. They're here. They're here. I was a little worried. They're here. I was a little worried about them. <laughs> are you worried? Are you worried that they're here, or are you worried that they were getting here, or both? I, I was worried that they were going to get here, right? Yeah. Well, they're here. Yeah. So Arizona State takes on Andrews Oklahoma Sooners at the Blazers Ice Center Friday and Saturday. What do you think, Andrew? I, I think I'm going to call this one a split. Ooh, I like it. I like it. There's got to be some uh, those guys. You, you said it was like 50 degrees at night now in Phoenix, and now yes, they're it is. they're here in Oklahoma, and it's like seven degrees. Yeah, they're probably thinking. You know, I texted them at eight o'clock this morning our time, oh. asking them if they were coming still, and if they checked the weather. Yeah, we're still coming. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> bring bring more than flip flops. Yeah, that's right. Don't bring your Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andrew says there's a split. And then the other series is up in Salt Lake. It's uh, Grand Canyon goes up to take on the Skating Utes of that's, Utah. That, that's an interesting little uh, matchup there. I'm going to go a split. Really a split. So Andrew has Missouri State taking two from Maryville. And, and that'll be what? Number nine against number 11. And then yep. we have Arizona State 24 at Oklahoma 36. 36, yep. You say that's a split. And then we have Grand Canyon at Utah. And that's a 25 at 18. Yep. And you say that's a split. Good stuff. All right. All right. Andrew, we're, we're, we're at the part where, uh, where we're going to have listener questions. We, you know, we've asked the listeners to send in some questions. And uh, it started off kind of slow because the guy who, uh, who gave us the idea uh, forgot to give us questions. <laughs> um, but he's since come through, and he's given, given us some pretty good questions. Yep, we got some good ones. And because we answered some of those, we now have some questions for some other people. So uh, like let's it. let's get to it. Are you, are you ready? You know what? I, I think I might have some music for this. Let me see if I can find some uh, good music for this. Um, yeah. Oh, crap. I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> well, you know, there we go. <laughs> listener questions all right so there we go um from twitter hockey mom asks are there playoffs for just the wchl teams hmm, not so much not, not so much not so much hockey mom i'm sorry to say the uh geography is not our friend and um if we were closer you know, I, I, it's fair to say I get my balls busted all the time by the commissioner for the uh, ACHA Men's Division One all the time, Brian Moran. We're the only conference that does not do a conference playoff tournament. Yeah, but we're probably all the, also the only conference that the teams are uh, as much as, what, 20 hours apart? That, that's Missouri, right. Missouri that, State to Utah? I mean... That, that's exactly right. And that's... When, when we formed this conference, um, I couldn't look the the guys in the eyes the coaches at the time and um suggest that we have a playoff tournament and for those guys to incur 10 or fifteen thousand dollars for a conference tournament that would have no bearing no effect it wouldn't count in the rankings it wouldn't count for anything other than you win the playoff 
Yeah, so. yeah. No, it's if we were all right here together, yeah, it would be awesome. Yep. Especially with the, I, no doubt with the caliber of teams that we have. I mean, it'd be great. Oh, you talk this season. I mean, you wouldn't know all ten teams walking into the building. Yeah. They're all going to walk out bloody, and you don't know who's going to walk out on top either, right? I mean, that's right. I mean, it would it would be fantastic, and it would be great hockey to watch for sure. But I can't but do it. Yeah, geography's I, not on our side. I would I would much rather get those. I would much rather our teams take that ten and fifteen thousand dollars and use that to get their teams to nationals and go yes. win a cup, yeah. as opposed to spend it on a playoff that doesn't mean anything and then have to spend another ten to fifteen to go to nationals. Yeah, so I mean, what he's you're sending what five right now? If five, yeah, five right now, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, that's I, yeah, I, I just couldn't. It's it's a cost thing. If we were a little bit closer, um, we could do it, but uh, right now, no. The answer is no. All right, so uh, thank you, Hockey Mom, for that question. Hey, uh, we have another question from Twitter. Uh, Anita Suchia asks, "Hi, Chris and Andrew, a question for the podcast." I'm curious why WCHL rankings get posted two days in a row every week. What changes between numbers one and two? Thank you. Um, I'll take that because I'm the one who does it. Uh, yep. I, I, it's my thing, Anita, that I like to uh, put the standings out uh, after each conference game is played. So on a day that a conference game is played, um, you'll notice that I put the uh, conference standings out there uh, on Twitter that evening. And the difference is, what changes is, you know, there are games that have been played, and it might be a minute change, but, um, uh, you know, it, it tells teams where they stand. I like to think that it's up to the minute, and um, or not up to the minute, but at least up to the day. It tells people where they stand and where they rank in, uh, in terms of the conference standings and how close they are to the top in, uh, you know, where, where, you know, what they need to do in order to, uh, to, to get a little closer. Yep. So, and what changes? I mean, you literally, if you just look at the numbers, obviously games played changes, whether they won or lost changes, goals for, goals against changes. Um, the games, it, the, the number of games remaining to be played changes. I mean, those are the things that change. But the reason I do it is because we've played a conference game that day, and it affects the conference standings. And they're not major jumps, but um, like this past weekend, Oklahoma and Colorado State flipped positions. Yep. Um, and this weekend, we got to see the result from uh, where UCO uh, basically put. You know they created some uh, some space between them and the number two team, Missouri State. So uh, and we got to see that happen in real. You know the effects of the games that were played that day, what the effects were on the standings. So that's why it, it gets done, and, um, and that's why I do it. And I do it for both the A conference and the B conference. I do it for the WCHL as well as the MCH. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's great, where that great. is. Good stuff. Yeah, so Anita, thank you for that question, and I hope that uh, I hope that that answer makes sense. Yeah, two two good questions to start off with. Though. Yeah, yeah, and then we come to uh, we come to the questions from Dr. Lee Tyner. He asks, "Are ACHA Upper Brass are they full time employees, part time, are they volunteers?" Andrew, do you want to take that, or do you want me to? The uh, well, it's a from my understanding, it's a little bit of a mixture of all three, right? Yep. The, uh, you got a full-time executive director. Yep. And then, and then you have some part-time guys, and then uh, volunteers. And you see, you know, more of the volunteers come out when we get to nationals. You know, I 
I volunteered down in Frisco. Uh, Gordy Scheffler volunteered his time. You know, yep. The, yep. Uh, yeah. So it's just kind of a, it's just kind of done by committee, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, I, I think it's fair to say there's one full time employee. That's our executive director, Craig Barnett. Uh, there are others that are more part-time guys, the director of hockey operations, Dave Kurtz, um, and he has some monkey assistant. I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, he's got to be, you know, they, I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's part-time or what, but I'm, I'm sure he, he gets like a stipend of some sort. Yeah, just a little something. Uh, they have five division commissioners. Uh, they all get a stipend. Um, they do way too much. Well, I don't know about the other four, but the Brian Moran, the men's division one commissioner, he does way too much work for the puny stipend he gets. Um, we have the ACHA director of communications, who would be me, um, gets a teeny tiny little stipend. And uh, I like to think I do way too much work for that teeny tiny stupid little stipend. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he didn't do enough work. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What, now, other people might think that, but I'm responsible for you know finding uh, finding. I'm, I'm responsible for ACHA press releases and also just kind of keeping the website up to date in terms of rolling with news releases and news yeah. articles and stuff like that. So kind of keep things fresh and put stuff up on the, I usually handle the, the men's ACHA men's division one Twitter, uh, at least when it comes to, uh, news events. And sometimes Brian and I will split duties when it comes to scores, but mostly that's Brian. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then we get a lot of volunteers. Like I said, Andrew volunteered. I volunteer at nationals to help out in terms of, I run the, uh, ACHA men's division on Twitter with all the snark and, uh, <laughs> all, the, all the gifs or gifs or whatever you want to call it. I like to egg people on. Um, but there's, there's a lot of volunteers that uh, Andy stores yeah. comes down from Chicago. Russ Slagle comes down from Chicago and they get, uh, room and board but that's about it yeah and it's you know if it's not for the volunteers the show doesn't go on right that's right that's right that's uh, right that's, that's that's the backbone of the whole thing right there yep so uh so good question there uh one full-time employee um i don't know if you call them part-time but there's some stipends minor stipends that are paid and then uh then the rest are all volunteers yeah ne needless to say we all have full-time jobs nine to five throughout the day, right? And, Isn't that the truth? And this is, and this is a side gig, right? This for, is definitely a side gig. This is a hobby. Uh, people, people uh, call me in the middle of the day and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry to take you away from this. And I'm like, trust me, I would much rather talk hockey yeah, than no doubt. deal with my real job. Yeah, so there's no doubt. I call you all the time. <laughs> like, hey, you got, you got time to talk hockey for a second? Oh, oh yeah. Oh what? yes, I do. Please yes, I do. save <laughs> yes. me. Save me. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, Lee Tyner also asks, why are some conferences so much stronger than others? Coaching, playing, cost of tuition, or what? The, uh, Andrew, what do you think there? Well, you know, I when I read that question, I just kind of, you know, I kind of looked at the WCHL and, and where we are in the rankings and all that. You know, I come up with a couple, couple of items, then you can agree or disagree with me. Um, you know, I would say the organization of the 10 teams in the WCHL is what puts them ahead of other teams. The yeah. uh, the dedication on the way those the way those ten teams are run would put them ahead of uh, the other schools that are in this conference with us. And then uh, then you know I look at some of the uh, I I called it the power of the schools, but more of the school name, right? Like you got the two Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, UNLV, Oklahoma, Colorado. I mean, you look, you've got some big time school names. 
who wouldn't want to go to school there, right? Yep. Who wouldn't want to go play hockey there, you know? So uh, I think that has something to do with a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I like the... Um I, I I like to think that it's more. I, I I agree with what you said. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you said. Um, if I were to answer that, I would say what makes some conferences so much stronger than others, it's the dedication of the teams to get yeah. better. They they want to they they recruit better. They well number one they recruit. Um, they um, they re- they exploit what their university has to offer in order to get students to come to that university, meaning big names. The, the joy or one of the benefits of the WCHL is it's big brand names for the most part. Yes, yes. And who wouldn't want – if you have a choice between going to Gustavus Adolphus to play club hockey or to go to the University of Arizona yeah, or to go to Curry College or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah. Or to go to, you know, let's say um, uh, yeah, Babson College – um, uh, or, or university of Oklahoma, you yeah. know, you've got, you've got to sell your strengths. And so those brand names, those strengths, those, you know, arguably I would say, or I've said it before and it's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, we've, we've, we have a strong, strong, strong brand presence with the WCHL. Yeah, no doubt. So, so that works. But also I think the, the big thing though, is the dedication from the folks at all 10, um, all 10 schools to number one, put good products on the ice. Number two, play great schedules. And number three, they're not afraid to play. Um, they're not afraid to step out of the conference and go play some other folks. Yeah. They, they want to get out there and, and mix it up. That, that's right. And the other teams, you know, and I'll just, this is just me. Um, I, I kid around and I, I talk about the crappy Philadelphia conference and the <laughs> terrible Pittsburgh conference. And, and I shouldn't, I mean, they're, they're playing ACHA hockey just like we are. But the difference between those guys is, those guys in the WCHL is because the dedication in the W the WCHL builds um, those teams in the WCHL, not the conference, but the teams within that make up the conference, they build into their system, a mindset of we're going here to go play people. Yes. Whereas in, in some of those conferences back East, it's like, man, we just don't have the money to do it. So we're not even going to try. Yeah, not even going to put forth the effort, right? Yeah. Now, you know, so occasionally you'll see some teams that will make an effort. Stony Brook has come out to play um, uh, Colorado before. They've come out to play Central Oklahoma. Niagara was supposed to play Colorado yep. State this year. Yeah, Niagara gets out and travels. They're, they do good. Delaware, it hit one point, came out to play Colorado State. Um, and that didn't end well for them. Uh, but, you know, those are few and far between. Uh, yes. Most of those schools, they sit there and they say, well, hey, wait a second. Why do I need to go get on a bus or do a 13-hour, heaven forbid, a 13-hour bus ride when I can go from Pittsburgh to Youngstown to play you know, a team? Or when I can go – Ohio is a prime example. Um, Ohio, we've, we've said, hey, come, let's get a series going, a home and home. You know, it doesn't even have to be the same season. Let's just get ourselves on the schedule. Um, and they said, hey, why do I want to travel to Oklahoma – when I can go to Pittsburgh and play any one of six teams, or I can go up to Cleveland and play any one of three teams, or I can take a four-hour drive and go to Detroit and play another any one of six teams up that way. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is, I mean, in my mind, the reason is because, you know, coming out here to play our teams, yeah. we're the best. And not, yeah. I'm not saying Oklahoma. I'm saying the Western Collegiate Hockey League teams are the yep. best. Yep. We're top-notch talent. 
And so if you want to help us, or I mean, if you want to help yourself, you want to come play us. And because we want to play you because it's going to help us. That's right. Um, You can go play those no names all day long, right? Yeah. So it's that mindset. You know, those conferences, they don't really step out. They're content to play one another. And because they don't step out and because they don't challenge themselves and because they don't take on top-notch quality competition, they don't get better. Whereas I think it's fair to say you look at our conference we, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, in the strength of all the conferences uh, within the w, within the ACHA Men's Division One, the Central Stakes League with Lindenwood, Iowa State, Illinois, Ohio, that's consistently number one. And, I mean, geez, they have, what, three teams, I think, in the top. They have, what, Lindenwood at one, they have Iowa State at five, they have Illinois at ten, Ohio yeah, at 15. So they have four in the top 15. Um, they're number one. Then we have the Western Collegiate Hockey League right on their tail. We have seven in the top seven teams in the top twenty-five, and then after that are independent teams. Those are the teams. If you look at our WCHL schedules, if we're not playing WCHL teams, we're, we're playing those guys. We're mostly. playing. We're playing either independents like Jamestown or Minot or Liberty, or we're playing somebody from the Central States League in Illinois, a Lindenwood, a Iowa State. And rarely do you see us going to play the Kinesiuses of the world yep. or the Lehigh's of the world or the Towson's of the world. And so um, I, I think it's a mindset. I think it's a mindset. Uh, and so that's why I think the WCHL and the Central States Collegiate Hockey League, you know, my, I, I had a saying, if you want to be a big dog, you're going to run with the big dogs. And um the mindset, why is the WCHL and some other conferences so much better? It's because they run with the big dogs. Yep, they are They are a big dog. Right? They're a big dog, and they, and they run with other big dogs. And, you know, all these little chihuahuas that are nipping at their heels and complaining, you know, they're not going to get five teams into the Nationals. They're going to get one. And uh, I, I, that's just me. That's, that's my, I think it's the mindset. And that mindset exudes, it, it translates into what Andrew talked about in terms of, you know, the brand and the college experience and the quality yep. of players and the recruitment and the organization off the ice and what they provide on the uh, off the ice in terms of to the uh, to the players in terms of equipment and facilities. And it's uh, yeah. all that all that goes into the dedication, the mindset. That's right. I mean, we're pulling I mean, we're pulling kids out of the N.A., out of the NCDC. I mean, there's the uh, there's those small teams that you're talking about that would kill to have kids like that. Right. Yep. Yep. And, yep. and it's just an everyday, and I don't want to sound, I don't want this to sound bad or anything, but you know, that's just kind of an everyday way we, way we do it out here, right? In the Western Collegiate League. And that's, yeah. So I think, know. I think that uh, good questions from Dr. Tyner yep. and uh, from Hockey Mom and from Anita Suchia. So we thank them for their questions. Andrew, I've got some questions for you. We're going to pull out a, uh, we're going to put out a golden oldie. Oh boy! Yeah, I know. Wait. Oh, you know, here I got to find the music. And uh, let me see if I can't find the music. It's um, here we go. <laughs> Andrew, let's play a little fact or fiction. Oh, okay. Fact are you ready? Fiction. I'm ready. Andrew, the Winter Olympics are going on in Beijing right now. Do you care? Fact or fiction? Fiction. I could care less. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's just. You know, especially since the NHL isn't uh, sending sending players over there. I mean, that would be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to watch, but yeah, I don't All right. I just uh, don't get into it. Andrew, uh, fact or fiction, the NHL All-Star Game is uh, going on this weekend out in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. Uh, do you care? Fact, yes, or fiction? No, I don't care. 
Fiction. Could care less. You know, I saw where some of the skills people were warming up at the, uh, or were practicing at the City National Arena, the home of the uh, UNLV team. Yep. So, and they were having some sort of celebration of women's hockey there at the City National Arena, which I think is, it's good that That's they're cool. doing, but you know yeah. what? Come on. The, the women don't need to be uh, put on the, put on the, the B sheet, you know, put them at the big arena, at the T-Mobile arena, celebrate, you know, have the big celebration on ice at the big arena along with everything else. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. All right, Andrew, here we go. Fact or fiction. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm with you. Before we get, I don't really care about the All-Star game. I mean, I, could, yeah. I, I saw where, uh, uh, and, uh, I was going to yeah, screw up his name. I was going to say Andrew Ovechkin. Um, Ohio Ovechkin. Um, but uh, I saw where Ovechkin's <laughs> out due to COVID. And, uh, not that I care about him, but that was the only news I saw. And yeah. I was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, here we go, Andrew. Fact or fiction, five WCHL teams will make the field at Nationals this season. Fact or fiction? Fact. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, you know, that goes against you because you're going to play. That means five teams. That means Utah. Really, that question is, will Utah make the top 19? That's really, uh, what, that's really what's at the heart of that question. Yeah, I, you know what? I think they will, right? They have, they have a good chance. They're playing 25 Grand Canyon this week, right? So, then, they, then they play you, and you're, what, they, 36? Yep. And then, yep. they, then they play 39 Colorado State. I mean, yep. six so, uh, games against teams ranked behind them. I mean, you know, if they if they fate's in their hand, right? If they take care of business, they're in. If they if yep. they flounder it away, they're in trouble, right? Yep, yep. All right, Andrew. I wrote this down before uh, before the uh, before the, uh, the the news today that Arizona State made it to Oklahoma. Um, but uh, fact or fiction, the WCHL will make it through the season with no conference games canceled. Fact. Yeah, fact. I I think today was the old. That that had me concerned. So yeah, uh, so I was I was totally concerned watching the weather and all that. I'm yeah, like, cool. I, I was watching that flight. So uh, okay, um, Andrew, fact or fiction? Fighting should be allowed in the ACHA. Hmm. Oh come on, that one's easy. I don't know. What do you think? I, that's definitely a fiction. I don't think we need. I don't think there's any place for it. No, hey, they're, they're college kids. They got to go to school. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They're not monkeys on parade. Um, yeah, yeah. I student agree. athletes. Yeah, I agree. I if agree. you want to fight, gotta, go pro. I, it's got a place, but not not here, right? Not here, exactly. It has a place, but not here. Go pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my attitude. I, so. I had to talk my way through that one. Okay. <laughs> here, here's another toughie. I might have to walk you through this one too. I'll put your, <laughs> put your hand out. I'll grab it. Fact or fiction, Andrew? Midnight games are good for the ACHA. Oh, fiction! Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, Holy there's, smokes! There's, there's no thinking about that one. I mean hockey players are creatures of habit you know what the game time is and everything works backwards from the game time and if you you know you're done you're back at the you've had your post-game meal you're back in your room or your hotel room or whatever at midnight yeah you're winding down you're winding down who in the world wants to play a game at midnight i would outlaw midnight games if i possibly could that's not a bad idea (laughs) all righty andrew hey i've got uh three more questions ready for fact or fiction I am ready for you. Let's do it. Uh, fact or fiction, we will have one men's one team that is eligible to go to nationals, but will not be able to make it for one reason or another. Fact ah. or fiction. Ooh. Ooh, I like that one. Fact, Andrew says. Hmm. Fact. What do you think the excuse will be? Oh, COVID, 100%. COVID, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. 
All right, Andrew. Um, at nationals, you know, we have a rule that uh, for the teams that they have to stay at hotels assigned by the uh, ACHA. Or not assigned, but the ECHA has a pool of hotels, and you have to stay at one of those hotels, or you get fined a thousand dollars. And the re- and the reason is because the ACHA makes a little money off that, right? <laughs> they have they have a group of you know fifteen hotels, and you get to pick which one of the fifteen you want to go to, and they have it at all different price ranges. Um, and if you choose to step out and go to your own hotel, you get to uh, pay a thousand dollar fine. So, Andrew, fact or fiction, there will be a men's one team that will not comply with the hotel mandate. Oh, fact. And why is, okay, and, 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 and why is that team Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> totally, uh, totally, totally, totally it's them, right? You know what? It, it happened a couple of years ago. Um, if you think about it, the ACHA gets like five bucks for every room. So if you stay two nights, 15 rooms, what are they getting? It's, you know, what's that, 150 bucks? Yeah, it, I mean, it's not much, but no, they, they, they were hell bent to, uh, buck the rules and they gladly paid a thousand dollar fine. And I was like, well, Hey, I'm not a math major, but a thousand dollars is greater than 150. So uh, I'll take it. That that is insane. Isn't it insane? All right, Andrew, the last question I have here, and it has to do with rankings because I heard some, uh, there were some questions about the rankings and how they're calculated and all that kind of jazz. Um, so Andrew fact or fiction, the rankings the ACHA men's division one, the rankings, they get the right teams to go to nationals. They may, may or may not be in the right order. They may, they could be in a different order, but they, the right 19 or 20 teams go to nationals according to the rankings. Fact or fiction? I would say fact. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that the teams, uh, I, I don't think there's a, the rankings put unworthy teams up there. Yeah. No, the, the thing that I would change is the auto bid stuff. Yeah. Um, cause, cause that's when, you know, if you have two, three, four teams that are taking up auto bid spots that haven't earned their way into the top 20, I don't think that it's right that you bump teams that have played well all season that have earned that, you know, like a 17th ranking, you know, yep. I don't think it's fair that they would get bumped by a 30 some odd team that hasn't played all that well, but you know, won their, Won their league for whatever reason, you know, and uh, that that would be my only thing that I would change is is how they do the auto bids. Yeah, I used to be on that. I used to be on that uh, mindset, but I'm okay with the auto bids. I mean, those guys play a season two when they have to be rewarded, and if their reward is to be the last ranked team and get their ass kicked in a game, then um, hey, so be it. Yeah, kind of. That kind of goes along with everybody gets a trophy, you know. I don't. No, no, no. They, 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 they won their conference. They deserve a reward, and if their reward is to come get blasted, then yeah, so be but it. If they're if the best team in their conference is in the is in the forties, I mean that doesn't say much, right? Well, that that's the issue, isn't it? It gets back to what we talked yeah. about in, in response to a question. The the conference itself isn't giving forth a better effort. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've seen so now that some teams in some of those terrible conferences are giving a better effort. So. All right, well, that's all I had for Fact or Fiction. So here, no thank point. you for playing. We'll get rid of the harp. And uh, Andrew, anything else that you want to uh, anything else you want to talk about? I know that I saw a picture online of you sledding today in all the uh, yes. sleet and snow. Yes, freezing my uh, tush off. Yeah. I've gone from one extreme to the other today. The, uh... <laughs> you're no longer you're you're now you've lost water weight. Uh, talking <laughs> on the podcast here. I need to go back out to that hill that I was sledding on earlier and, and cool off a little bit here. You just go lay out in the driveway and you melt all the oh, snow. Man. That's right. That's right. But yeah, we got some uh, sledding in here. 
me and my beautiful little daughter, they, uh, she was after me. So, you know, after, after trying to put it off as long as I could, <laughs> yeah, I, I went sledding. So I think, uh, Andrew, the uh, community service award that the ACHA gives out every year, uh, they give a community service award out for each division. And then they do a, uh, out of those five winners, they pick the one for the entire organization. Yep. Arizona State today might have won the Men's Division One Community Service Award. As soon as they landed in Oklahoma City, they hopped on a bus, and they were driving from the airport to the hotel, and they found a police car that had slid off into a ditch. And those guys, had uh, they hopped off the bus, and they helped pull the police car out of the ditch. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty wild. I mean, it, it, it goes, to, again, it gets to the quality of the teams in, within the conference. And yep. most, some guys would have just kept on driving. and yep, uh, kept these, on trucking. These guys told the busy to pull over and stop, and they got out, and they helped out someone who they didn't even know. Yeah, uh, that's pretty that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, it remains to be it remains to be known whether or not they got to shoot the guy, the cops, you know, guns off as uh, in celebration, <laughs> you know, or if they got to, you know, let the canine loose on some poor guy. You know. Play if they got to play with the tasers with each other. <laughs> that, that, that's right. That's right. Maybe they maybe they got to sit in the back and uh, put cuffs on one another and slap each other around. Who knows? Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that yeah. was very cool to yeah, see that, and that's good, good for them. Stuff by them. Yeah. yeah well, good hey, stuff by them. Uh, well, the hockey gods will shine. Uh, that's right. It'll shine down on those guys. So good for them. That's right. That's right. You don't mess with the hockey gods. That's for sure. Anything else, Andrew, that uh, we need to talk about? We've we've jibber jabbered on long enough. I think that is all I got for you tonight. All right. Well, hey, follow the WCHL on Twitter at Western CHL. Follow the WCHL Pod on Twitter at WCHL Pod. Andrew's on Twitter at Stickford A M S T I C K F O R D A M. He'll do a lot of uh, Beavis and Butthead type stuff and. <laughs> He'll uh, retweet, you know, tool videos and stuff like that. Um, I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. I will just do a whole lot of uh, political junk and immigration junk and maybe a burp and a fart joke here and there. <laughs> um, and then uh, if you have questions, please uh, feel free to send them on. As you can tell, we've got some uh, listener questions and we'll, even as, as good or as bad as they are, we'll, 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 rep- we'll oh, I can't even talk. We'll respond to them. Hey, I, I think what we did, what is this, week three we've done this, and we've had good questions every week, so yeah, keep, them, yeah. keep them coming. Keep them coming. We've got some uh, great series coming up, even though there's only uh, three, Maryville, Missouri State, uh, Oklahoma, Arizona State, and GCU at Utah, so uh, should be a fun little time of uh, hockey watching. Everyone hopefully will stay safe and stay warm. Andrew, are you going to, uh, are you getting ready to go run out and roll in the snow really quick to uh, get rid of your heat chills? <laughs> yes, I am. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, I'm going to hit the button. Are you ready to go? I'm going to count to I three. I am ready. Here I we go. Ready. All right. Sock it to us. All right, everybody. Have a good week out there. Stay safe. Enjoy watching some great college hockey. And we will catch you on the flip side. Oh.